0: (laughs) It's the old radio comedy podcast.
1: Welcome to Episode 50 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast and Part 2 of our Granby's Green Acres Marathon. I'm Greg Fordyce. Last time, we heard the first two episodes out of a total of six from Granby's Green Acres, that short-lived but great classic comedy radio sitcom, which appeared in the summer of 1950. Today, we bring you the third and fourth episodes, Granby Discovers Electricity and Granby Bites the Love Bug. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
2: Granby's Green Acres. I'll bet at one time or another most city people have said something like this. Someday I'm going to quit my job and buy a farm. Most city people just say it, but John Granby did it. Of course, his family didn't like the idea, but as Mr. Granby explained to his wife, Martha, living on a farm is going to be a lot cheaper. Take milk, for example. In the city, it costs 19 cents a bottle. On a farm, you get it from a cow for nothing.
3: But, John, if a cow gives it for nothing, why does it cost so much?
2: Because somewhere between the cow and the bottle, someone's pulling a few fast ones. <laughs> Yes, it's Granby's Green Acres, starring Gail Gordon with B. Benaderet, Louise Erickson, Polly Bear, and Horace Murphy. Now, Mr. Granby discovers electricity. <laughs> it's Sunday afternoon at Granby's Green Acres. Quiet covers the Doveville countryside. On the porch of the Granby Farmhouse sits Miss Janice Granby. Suddenly, the silence is broken. Janice! What, Dad? Janice! What? Janice, where's the portable radio?
4: It's on the dining room table. What did you say? I said it's on the dining
2: room table. Where? On the... Never mind. I found it on the dining room table. I'm going to listen to the ball game. You want to come in? No, thanks. What? No,
0: thanks. What did you say? Oh, nuts.
2: Janice, that's no way to talk.
0: (laughs) Change your mind. Come in. I will. What?
3: I said I'll come in if I want to hear the game.
4: I can't
2: hear you. Oh, I'll write you a letter. Janice, I won't
0: stand for that disrespect. (laughs) Sorry, Dad.
2: Let's leave Janice out on the porch now and go into the parlor of the Granby Farmhouse where sits the master of the household, his ear glued to the speaker of the portable radio.
5: Coming up to bat in the first half of the ninth inning of this crucial game between the New York Yankees and the Detroit Tigers.
2: What's the score.
5: We've seen some mighty exciting baseball here today. What's
2: the score? Yes,
5: sir. In both batting and stealing, there have been some wonderful plays made. Oh, are
3: you listening to the radio, John? Are you listening to the radio,
2: John? What do you think I'm doing, Martha?
3: Well, I was just
2: asking... I want to hear the score.
3: I don't even know who's at bat.
5: Jane Russell.
3: Jane Russell? Jane Russell? John, what kind of a ball game are you listening to?
5: Yes, there are many celebrities here in the stands, and now we're ready to start the first half of the ninth inning. What's the score? The score at the end of eight innings is... John,
0: who's playing? Martha, I wanted to hear the score. The
2: crowd
3: here isn't John, if to you've been minute. listening to the game, you should know what the score is.
2: I just turned the radio on. The battery's weak, and I and wanted now, to save it for hard. this last inning.
5: Which twin has the tonic?
2: Who cares who's got the Tony? Which team's got the score?
5: Now, Rizzuto's coming up the bat and the score once again at the beginning of the ninth inning is Mm -hmm. Yankees nothing, Detroit nothing. Did you
2: hear that, Martha? The score is nothing
3: to nothing. Oh, then you haven't missed anything, dear.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Martha, please be quiet. Rizzuto's up. I want to hear what's happening. Two out. Two out? How did that happen?
5: Rizzuto fly out to center field Mm -hmm. and Woodling grounded out to pitcher to first. Mm -hmm. The next batter is DiMaggio. Come on,
2: DiMaggio, knock that old apple over the fence.
5: Apple? I thought they used baseballs. Walter, <laughs>
2: would you please let me listen to the ball? All right, all
3: right. Can you make it louder? I can't hear it. How
2: can anybody hear anything when you're talking all the time?
3: But can't you turn up the volume?
2: I turned it up as far as it'll go. The battery is getting weaker. Now, for goodness sakes, be quiet. Yeah. I want to find out what DiMaggio's going to do. Who is he? Who is DiMaggio?
5: DiMaggio! Uh-huh.
2: Oh, Martha, be quiet so I can hear. And
5: the bases are loaded. The bases
2: are loaded? And there
5: are two
2: outs. Did you hear that, Martha? The bases are loaded and there are two out. It's
5: awful. Oh, it could be worse. With all those people
3: loaded, it's a wonder there are only two out.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Martha, would you just be quiet? Pa- single,
5: Johnson got a bingo <laughs> and Coleman was safe on a blooper. Oh, uh-huh.
2: uh-huh,
3: John, what's a blooper?
2: It's a... It's... Martha, do you know what a pop fly is?
3: Well, I think so, dear.
2: Well, a blooper is a pop fly that pooped.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you understand?
5: Well, frankly, There's no. I guess... a pinch for the pitcher. Now, let's see who yeah. it is.
2: Martha, I want absolute fire. But, John... Quiet! <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Dad? I was talking to your mother. What would you say? Nothing. What? Please. Dad, what's your language? <laughs> <laughs> oh, over the love of... It's going to be just... mate. Mate.
5: Gonna bat for the pitcher. Oh. New Hauser is set on the mound. Yes. Wine. Here's the pitch, yes. and it's safe. John,
3: do you want to eat lunch after the game?
2: Martha, mm-hmm. you love me, don't you? <laughs> Why, well, certainly I do, dear. You're sure? Of course. Then keep quiet, <laughs> Martha. Sometimes I wonder what you use for a brain. A big goose
5: egg. <laughs> count is now three and two. What a spot this is, folks. Uh-huh. The Yanks at bat for the last time in this crucial game. Yes. Two outs. The bases are loaded and three balls and two strikes on the batter. Newshouser oh, oh. gets his sign. He winds. Here's the pitch. And it uh, hits the yes. short left field. Evans fields the ball. Uh-huh. DiMaggio is streaking for a home. Oh, yes, Here comes on. the throw to the plate. Yes. It's going to be close. Yes. DiMaggio slides and he's...
0: <laughs> yes? Yes? Go on, what's happening to DiMaggio? What's the matter with
2: this darn radio?
3: Oh, John, don't pound on the radio. Come on, come on, come
2: quiet. I'm getting something. <laughs>
5: oh, goodness, <laughs> sake! why did the battery have to give out now? Of all time's the times the the
3: here! Your father's oh. blowing off steam. Mm. The radio stopped playing. Yeah. Oh, is that all? Is that
2: all? Janice, don't you understand? Right at the crucial moment in the game, the battery dies.
4: Well, we all have to go sometime.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Janice, I have one day in the week when I can relax and listen to the radio. All week long, I'm isolated on this farm. I don't have anyone to listen to but you and your mother. When Sunday comes, I like to hear a human voice. What? I mean, I I, I like to hear... John,
3: it's your own fault. If you weren't so stubborn about putting in electricity, you wouldn't have to depend on a battery. Now, Martha,
2: let's not go into that again. I told you we're not going to put any improvements into this farm until we can afford it.
3: And when will that be?
2: In the fall, when I harvest the crop. This farm has got to pay for itself. Can't you learn to put up with a few hardships?
4: We are putting up with hardships.
2: Name one.
4: You. <laughs>
2: now look here, Janice. Yeah, I... let's
3: face it. You're making this a lot more difficult than it should be. That's right, John. Electricity would mean so much to us.
2: I can do without it.
3: Then think of Janice. After all, she's young. She, she might want to do some entertaining invite some girlfriends or boyfriends here.
2: Martha, we had electricity in our apartment in the city, and her boyfriends used to come over and sit in the parlor, and all they ever did was turn the lights off.
6: <laughs>
3: that was only because we were watching television, yes. and that's another thing, John. Without electricity, we can't have television.
2: That alone makes it worthwhile.
3: Martha, <laughs> I've
2: never heard a sillier reason to have electricity, so Janice can have her boyfriends over.
6: Look, Dad,
4: boyfriends aren't important to me. Besides, I have no boyfriends here. But what about Mother?
2: Has she got boyfriends? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Electricity would make mother's work a lot easier. Why, we've got half the barn piled up with electrical appliances that we brought from the city. A stove, a washing machine, a dishwasher, an ironer. And what good are they? We can't use them. Look,
2: if anyone should complain about hard work, it's me.
4: You've got Ed to do all the real manual labor for you.
2: That's why I hired him. I can't afford to let my hands get rough and callous. It might interfere with my other work.
6: What other work?
2: Milking the cow.
6: (laughs)
4: Dad, if the cow is so sensitive, why don't you use Juergen's lotion?
2: For, for your information, I did.
3: Well, that should have made your hands soft and smooth.
2: I didn't put it on my hands.
3: <laughs> Dad, you mean you put it on... It was the...
2: just an experiment.
6: Well,
3: I like that. You'd experiment to make things easier for that cow, but you don't bother about me. Dad, I can't
4: understand why you're so dead set against having electricity put into this farm.
2: Janice, you know how much it would cost to have the house and barn wired. At least $150. And I don't intend to use another penny of our savings on this farm. It has got to pay for itself.
3: Well, John, if we can't have electricity unless the farm can pay for it. Then there's only one thing we can do.
2: What's that? Sell the cow. Well, I'm...
3: Sell the cow? I mean, sell the cow? That's a good idea, Dad.
2: I'll do no such thing. Why, selling that cow would be like selling your mother.
6: Yes! <laughs> well, that is...
2: Well, what I meant, Martha, was that that old cow means as much to me as you do.
6: <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I mean... I'm a, well, I
2: mean, it, it isn't quite as much as... Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's just... <I, laughs> it slipped out. <laughs>
3: John, I'm putting my foot down. We're going to have electricity or I'm leaving. But, but, Martha... Make up your mind. Either that cow goes or I go.
2: But, Martha, where would you go?
3: John, do you mean that you'd keep that cow in Oh, I me? didn't
2: say that. You did. I did not. I'll leave it to Janice. Did I say that? Yes. When I want a Supreme Court decision, I'll ask for it. John. All right. All right, Martha. You win.
6: Ed. Ed.
2: What you
6: want, Mr. Granby?
2: Get me the milking pail and the stool. I'm going to milk the cow. Uh, want me to get the Jergens lotion, too? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Bewitched, bothered and bewildered <laughs> Eb, do you have to sing. I'm in no mood for it. I'm upset. Why? I've got to sell the cow. Oh. <clears throat> whoa, whoa, bother, Why you got to sell it? <laughs> My wife wants me to. She wants to sell it so she can have electricity. Women. Eb, take my advice. Don't get married. Oh, I don't intend to. I like being a bachelor. Yeah, it has its advantages. And less complicated, too. What do you mean? Well, I can put on my socks from either end.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Eb, I have news for you. I'm married, and I can do the same thing.
6: <laughs> oh,
2: I feel terrible about selling her. Why, this cow's been like a friend to me. She's almost human. I know just how you feel, Mr. Granby. I felt the same way about a girl once. She was almost human, too.
5: <laughs>
2: well, Em, I, I better get started. me mm-hmm. the Pale. Mm-hmm. Mr. Granby, you mind if I ask you something? What? As long as you're going to sell the cow, why are you milking it? I'm going to sell her empty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> empty?
2: That's the way I bought her, and that's the way I'm going to sell her. Now, let me get this milking done. You ain't going to get any milk from there? Why not? That's her cowbell. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, yeah, she must have turned around. Ah, uh, here we are. Take it easy, Bobby. Take it easy. Here we go now. She isn't crying. <laughs>
0: Maybe you better
5: use the Jergens
2: lotion. Oh, don't be ridiculous. Ooh. Ooh. Where's the lotion. <laughs> Here. Thanks. How about it? Just relax. Ooh. 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 Easy enough. Yeah. Now. <laughs> wow! <Whoa! laughs> <laughs> if I knew everything had come out all right
6: <laughs>
2: I don't know what you're so proud of Well, why shouldn't I be? I'm getting milk
6: <coughs>
2: That's Jergens' lotion <laughs> oh. Mr. Grammy, Who are you going to sell the cow to? I don't know You got any suggestions? Well, why don't you go over and see Will Kimball You know, besides owning the feed store He's got a dairy farm he might be able to use another cow. Say that's a good idea. We'll take Bossy over there today. Uh, where's Kimball's farm? Cross the road from the Williams Place. Uh, where's the Williams Place? Cross the road from the Kimball farm. I know, but how do you get there? Drive. Of course. But how long will it take? Well, you gonna drive the car or me? I am. And it'll take two or three hours. <laughs> Why should it take so long? Because you don't know where it is. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, hello. Uh,
2: can I talk to you for a few minutes, that is, if you're not busy?
0: No, nope, no. Nope. Uh, Today's Sunday, and my feed store is closed, so I'm just a sitting here on the porch to keep them cool. Hot,
2: isn't it? Uh, yes, yes, it is. It is. Uh, Mr. Kimball, uh, I think as it hot
0: as it was in the summer of aught, too, though. Now, that there sure was a settler. I remember one day the schools closed, and the banks closed, and nobody went to work, it even closed the post office. Uh, because of the heat? No. Nope. The fourth of July.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. Now, Mr. Kimball, I've got a problem.
0: Well, what is it, Mr uh, uh, Mr uh, 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 the name. Don't is... tell me. I never forget a name, Mr uh, uh, Mr uh, J- J- J. it's my hobby. been a deal in my memory for years. Tuck a course in memory and training from the uh, uh, like, um, uh, what's the name of that there school? Uh, look,
2: look the, the name is Granby.
0: That's it, the Granby Memory School.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Granby is my name.
0: Oh, see, hey, in relation to the fellow that runs the memory school? None,
2: none. Look, Mr. Kimball, I wanted to talk to you about selling you oh, a cow. I have a. That reminds
0: me, will you turn that there switch over there for me, Mr. Uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, Mr. Oh, sure. Oh, <laughs> sure. My name is not. Uh, oh, forget it.
2: Is this the switch?
0: Yep. Thanks. You just milked my cows. I did what? Uh, that there uh, switch uh, turned on the milking machine way over in the barn there, Mr. J- uh, J- uh, Mr. Uh, oh, really? Mr. Uh, really?
2: <laughs> Once and for
0: all, the name is Granby. Can't you remember my name? How can I? You keep a changing it. Never mind. You mean you actually milk your cows by electricity? Oh, I run everything around here by electricity. It sure makes farming easy. Well, oh,
2: it certainly does. I'm going to put electricity in my farm, and that's why I came over to see you. You see, in order to do it, I'm going to have to sell my cow, and I thought you might be interested in buying
0: her. Well, I got a pretty good dairy herd now, um, but I can always use another cow, I reckon. Hey, maybe we can work something out. Good,
2: good. You know, Mr. Kimball, the way you've got your milking machine hooked up fascinates me. D- do you mind if I turn it on again? Not
0: at all. Not at all. Go right ahead.
6: Hey,
0: gay,, Hey, Turn it off! Turn it off! Oh, what's the matter? You got it in reverse! Yeah. Martha! Martha!
2: Martha!
3: Where have you been? I went
2: over to Kimball's farm. What for? To sell him the cow. You should see his farm. Everything is run by electricity. Oh? Martha, I have to admit it. You were right. Electricity is just what we need. And when we get ours, things are going to be a lot easier around here.
3: Oh, John, I'm glad you've changed your mind. I don't mind saying that I felt sorry about selling the cow at first, but now I feel better about it. I hope you made a good deal with Mr.
2: Kimball. Oh, yes, but it wasn't easy. You know, these farmers around here like to get the best of a city fellow like me, so I had to do some pretty shrewd haggling. Uh, it was nip and tuck for a while, but I finally out-traded it. And
3: he took our cow?
2: No, I bought his milking machine. <laughs>
3: What's all in the world is all that junk you're dumping on my nice, clean tablecloth?
2: This isn't junk, Martha. This is all the electrical equipment I bought to wire the house.
3: Dad, you could have paid an
4: electrician to do the wiring if you'd sold the cow and not bought that milking machine. Janice,
2: I can do the wiring by myself. You know I'm pretty handy.
4: If you're so handy, why do you need a milking machine? (laughs)
2: Janice.
3: Uh, John, isn't wiring a house a pretty complicated job?
2: Oh, there's nothing to it. Look, I sent for this booklet from the Department of Agriculture. Electric light for the farmstead. Gives you all the directions step by step. Why, with this book, any moron can do it, so why can't I? What? Oh, well, that is, I ought to be able to do anything any other moron can do. (laughs) Oh, look, look, instead of heckling me, why don't you help
6: me? Well, we'll be
4: glad to, dear. Uh, Dad, can I have the keys to the car?
2: Is that the way you're going to help me, by going for a drive?
4: I'm not going for a drive. I just want to keep the motor warmed up so I can make a fast getaway when I have to get the doctor.
2: (laughs) Very funny. You seem to forget that when we lived in the city, I used to do all the odd jobs around the house. Remember when something went wrong with our television set? Who took it apart? Who found out it was the antenna? Who went up to the roof to install a new one?
3: Who slipped off and cracked three ribs?
4: (laughs) That isn't
2: the point. When I was finished, the set worked, didn't it?
3: Yes, but you didn't for five months. (laughs)
6: <laughs>
3: now, don't worry, Martha.
2: In a few days, you'll be able to use all your appliances, and I'll be able to do what Mr. Kimball does. What does he do? He sits on the front porch of his house and milks his cows in the barn.
3: He must have awfully long arms. <laughs>
2: That's silly. <laughs> Look, let's not discuss it any further. The power company will be out this week to hook up the lines to the electricity, so I'd better get started with the wiring here. You
3: want me to hold the ladder, Dad?
2: Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Father, hand me the
6: hammer. Oh, yes, yes.
3: yes. Here, thank you. Yeah. Oh, John, you really
2: are very handy. Naturally, naturally. It's so nice to have a man around the house. <laughs> It's so nice to have a man around the house. It's
6: so nice. So nice
2: to have a house around a man. Okay, Eb, you can put the toolbox away. That's all the wiring I'm going to have to do here in the barn. A house all wired? Yes, I did that yesterday. I think the men from the electric company will be finished stringing the power line by this afternoon.
5: Mm, you'll be able to use that milking machine pretty soon.
2: Yes, yes. Say, hey, Ed, why don't you try it on Bossy and see how she likes it? Mm. Oh, Bossy, don't be so old-fashioned. You going to use that contraption on her all the time? No, no, I guess I'll milk her by hand once in a while, just to sort of keep in touch with things. <laughs> You <laughs> get it, eh? Cows keep in touch with things. <laughs> I thought that
0: was
6: fair.
2: pretty funny, eh? Huh? No. Oh, forget it. That won't be hard. <laughs> come on, come on. Help me drag the machine over here. I want to see how it fits.
0: Only one way it can fit.
2: I know, but I'd like to practice putting it on. Um... Oh, oh, now, let's see. This nozzle goes on like this. This one like this. This one like this and this one like this.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I guess if I can get it on my fingers, I can get it on the cow.
4: <laughs> no,
2: I, I think it's... Oh, well, what is it, Janice? The man from the
4: power company wants to talk to you.
2: I'll be right up there. Ed, help me take this thing off my fingers. Okay.
6: Mm-hmm. <coughs>
5: Things
2: fit pretty snugly. Hey, you coming up. The man's waiting. Want
5: me to come down
2: there, Mr. Gramby? No, I'll come up there. What'd you
5: say? I'll come up
2: there. Can't hear you. I'm coming up there. What? Drop dead.
5: <laughs> what are you, wise guy? <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Granby, my crew's all finished stringing the line. Fine. Yeah, quite a job. We had to string 95 feet of cable from the
2: main line to the house. Uh, when are you going to turn on the juice? Uh, just as soon as you sign this receipt. Oh, I sure. Let me have it. Oh, yeah. It's like doing it. $147 for what? 95
5: feet of cable at a dollar a foot plus labor.
2: You mean I have to pay this?
5: Well, I ain't.
2: Well, I ain't either. I mean, I'm not either. I didn't authorize you to put Dad, in any money. What the a excitement. They want to charge me $147 to connect the electricity.
5: That's our standard charge. Well,
2: I won't pay it. Take down the pole.
5: Tear out
3: the line. Dad.
4: Get a truck in Dad. Here. If we don't get our electricity from the electric company, where are we going to get it? Well, I'll,
2: I'll generate my own power.
4: And just how are you going to do that?
2: I'll use water power. We've got a stream running through the farm. Oh,
3: but, John, how would you get electricity from it? Damn it. John, please! you did not lose your
2: temper. I didn't. i mean. When you we...
5: people decide what you're going to do, get in touch with a power company of
2: all... I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to Dad, have...
5: Dad! Now,
4: let's look at this sensibly. There is no other place you can get electricity but the power
2: company. But $147. Where am I going to get that money?
6: Mm.
2: John... Oh, no. Not bossy.
3: John, we're going to get that electricity. But Martha... John, I... we are not going to argue about it. But
2: I bought a milking machine.
3: Use it for something else. What? Give yourself scalp treatment. <laughs> <laughs> now, look here. John, my mind is made up.
2: All right. All right, Martha. I'll go over and see Mr. Kimball. <laughs> Mr.
3: What time is it? 11 o'clock. I'm worried. Dad was so depressed when he left to sell the cow. Do you think he might have gone out No, no. he only does that on New Year's Eve.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that cow meant so much to your father. Mother,
4: it was only a cow. The electricity is much more important. Now we'll be able to use the washing machine, the dishwasher, the ironer, and all the other appliances. Well, I know you're
3: right, Janice, but I...
6: Oh, there's Dad. No!
3: Oh, he looks so sad. I never should have made him do it.
2: Well, it's done. Here's Kimball's check. Now you'll have your electricity.
3: John, I'm really sorry.
2: Not half as sorry as I am. I've never done anything like this before. I hope I never have to do it again. My conscience is going to bother me for a long time.
4: Dad, you shouldn't feel this way. After all, what did you do?
3: (coughs) What was that?
2: Oh, what did I do?
3: John, wasn't that the call? Yes. But what about this check for $147?
2: I borrowed it from Mr. Kimball.
3: You borrowed it from Mr. Kimball? But, John, he hardly knows you. Well, I
2: gave him collateral.
3: Collateral? What have we got that Mr. Kimball would take as collateral?
2: A washing machine, a dishwasher, and an iron. Oh, no! We'll rejoin the Granby's of Granby's Green Acres right after this brief but important message. Prejudice can easily be the wedge which splits a nation's unity, and in these days of world disunity, America must remain a symbol of democratic strength. Watch closely for words of prejudice and stamp them out. Only by individual alertness can our nation safeguard itself against the disease which strikes from within. Accept or reject people on their individual strength. (laughs) Now let's return to Granby's Green Acres. Well, Martha, I told you everything would work out all right. We've got our electricity, we still have the cow, and there's your washing machine.
3: Well, John, we're just lucky that Mr. Kimball is such a nice man.
2: Yes, I'll never be able to thank him for this.
3: I finished
4: the dishes, Mother. It's such a pleasure to do them in our automatic dishwasher.
2: Martha, do you want me to plug
0: in the ironer?
3: Well, you might. Yes. And then when the wash is finished, I can iron a few sheets.
0: You say, folks, can you wait till the barn? I want to close up my barn for the night.
3: Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mister Kimball, and thanks.
0: Yeah, thanks, Mister Kimball. Good night. Uh, good night, Missus. Mister. Oh, good night. Will <laughs> Geister, Granby, three acres, Johnny Gale Gordon, the People of America, the Americans,
5: Polly Bear, Horace
2: Murphy, and her biker. Tune in next week when Mister Granby bites the love bug. Grand Green Acres was written by Jay Summers, Jack Harvey and Dave Swift, and was directed by Jay Summers. Music was composed and conducted by Opie Kate. Now stay tuned for Leave It to Joan on k and CBS the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs> Granby's
6: Green
2: Acres. <laughs> Unofficial statistics show that three out of four people who were born and raised in the city have one dream in life, and that is someday I'm going to leave the city and buy a farm. Most city people never realize that dream, but unfortunately for farm economy, John Granby did. To him, farming looked easy. As he explained to his wife, Martha, modern farming is a cinch. I read somewhere that farmers use all the latest devices to help them.
0: Oh, really, John?
2: Oh, yes, yes. Now, you take chickens. Farmers are putting radios in the hen houses, and they found that when the hens hear a crooner, it increases egg production.
3: Oh, that's wonderful. John, just think, those eggs we had for breakfast. What about them? Bing Crosby might have helped lay them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, it's Granby's Green Acres, starring Gail Gordon, Bea Benaderet, Louise Erickson, Parley Bear, and Horace Murphy. And now, Mr. Granby Bites the Love Bug. It's a hot July day in Doveville. The noonday sun beats down on the fertile fields of Granby's Green Acres. The birds are still, the field mice have burrowed deeper into the ground, and in the pasture the cow lies contentedly in the shade of an oak tree. No one with any sense would venture out into the blazing sun except... Mr. Granby. What is it, Ed? Almost lunchtime. Let's stop hoeing this corn and quit. Why did I have to hire somebody who's always thinking of his stomach? Ed, you, you just had breakfast at five o'clock. Well, all I had was orange juice, oatmeal, wheat cake, syrup, eggs, potatoes,
5: hamsteak, biscuits, jelly, pot of coffee, and two quarts of milk.
2: You ate all that and now you're hungry? No, I'm sick.
6: <laughs>
2: There's nothing wrong with you, Ed. Now let's finish hoeing one more row of corn and then we'll quit. Well, awful hot. Well, come on, let's get it over with. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hmm? Hmm.
5: you want to change places, Mr. Grammy?
2: Change places? Yeah. You hoe for a while and I'll grunt. <laughs> and if you don't want to weed, just say so. Here's a hope.
6: <laughs> Wait till
2: I ask you. I don't mind hoeing the corn or the wheat or the soybeans. Sure, it's hard work, but when nighttime comes, I can relax. Sitting in my favorite easy chair with my dog at my feet, smoking my pipe. See, that don't sound very sanitary, letting your dog smoke your pipe. (laughs) Forget it. Forget it. You know, I've learned a lot since I bought this farm. Why, four months ago, I couldn't tell the difference between a stalk of corn and a weed. Eb, I can't reach that one over there. Would you pull it out for me? Listen? Yeah. Here you are. Oh, thanks. Say, this is some big weed. What's the name of it? Corn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why didn't you tell me? You didn't ask me. (laughs) Now, don't get fussed, Mr. Granby. The natural mistake. That's the only stock of corn in the field. It's bigger than the (laughs) weed. if you're insinuating that this crop isn't doing very well, remember that this corn's only been growing for two months. Weed's only been growing a week. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm perfectly satisfied with the way this corn is doing. I... Hello. Oh. oh. Hi, Al. Hi. Who's that? Hank Stafford, the county agent. He's the government farm advisor for this section. i don't you ask him about the corn? I don't have to ask anybody. Randy? Yes? My name's Stafford, Henry Stafford. Hello, Mr. Stafford. I've been meaning to drop around, get acquainted. I've driven by here several times the last couple of months, and uh, I've been noticing your cornfield. You have, Mr. Saffron? I couldn't help but notice that after seeing the corn on the other farms around here, yours really stands out. Well, well, have a cigar. Thanks. Yes, sir. The first time I saw it, I was amazed. Well, 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 and have a light. I've never seen such underdeveloped corn. <laughs> Don't bother to puff. <laughs> Well, i better get on with the Hmm. hauling. Mr. Granby, I don't want you to feel that I'm butting in. You see, I'm hired by the government to help you with your agricultural problems. After all, coming from the city, you haven't had too much experience in farming. And I suppose you have. Enough to recognize a poor crop when I see it. You consider this a poor crop? Well. And why, may I ask? Did you mind if I look at a few of the ears? No, go right ahead and look, if it'll make you happy. Okay. Look at this one. And look at this one. And this one. And this one. Please! Just look at the corn. Don't harvest it. Yes, <laughs> I'm sorry, but Mr. Granby, do you know why this corn isn't growing? Yes. You're not giving it a chance to. No, <laughs> no. Do you know where you made your first mistake? Yes. When I said, hello, Mr. Stafford. <laughs> no, Mr. Granby, it looks like your mistake was in not testing the soil. Why don't you let me make some tests now? No, thank you. But I've got a soil testing kit in the car. I'll be glad to get it. That won't be necessary. It'll only take a moment. I don't bother. It's no bother. I'm only too glad to do it. Young man, were you in the Army? Yes. Second lieutenant? How did you know? You're such an eager beaver. <laughs> I appreciate your interest, but this soil... This soil could use some sulfate of ammonia. It'll make your corn a lot stronger and shorten its growing time 10 or 15 days. I'm in no hurry. I'm not going anywhere. But sulfate of ammonia... I don't need any sulfate of (laughs) ammonia. Sulfate of ammonia. That's what I said. But it sounded... Don't tell me what it sounded like. That's what I said. Yes, sir. I didn't mean any offense, sir. Sorry, sir. It was a mistake, sir. It won't happen again, sir. Lieutenant... Yes, sir.
6: Addie's!
2: Chow ready, Martha? Uh, lunch ready?
3: Yes, everything's on the table, John. Eb, you sit over there.
2: Thanks, Missus Granby.
3: Dad, I was
4: down in the field this morning looking at the corn. Oh, you were? Mm-hmm. It's awfully small.
2: Small? Yes.
4: You could take an ear of that corn and push it through a lifesaver without getting any mint on it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Janice? John, uh, start on your soup. is getting cold. All
2: right. Mmm, mm. mm, that's good soup, Martha. Mm. Mm. Pass the salt.
3: Here, Ed. It's your favorite kind, John, mushroom.
2: Mmm, mm, just hits the spot. Mm. Pass the bread.
3: Here, Ed. John, who's the young man you were talking to down in the field?
2: Uh, Henry Stafford, the county agent.
3: Well, you should have invited him
0: for lunch.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pass a napkin.
5: Martha,
2: Martha, do me a favor and let me eat my lunch in peace.
3: But, John, all never I Never mind, said... never
2: mind. I've had a very strenuous day. I've been weeding corn since early this morning. Pass a bologna. <laughs> if it wasn't hard enough working in that boiling sun, that pest of a county agent had to come around and start criticizing the way the corn is growing.
3: Well, maybe he could have helped.
2: I don't need any help from him. I know more about farming than he'll ever know.
3: Add more bologna? Yep. (laughs) Now, look
2: here, Janice. John,
3: John, you're in such an awful mood. It's it's not at all like your natural disposition.
2: Oh, and what is my natural disposition?
3: Pass the
4: vinegar. (laughs) Janice.
2: Can't we please finish our lunch quietly?
3: Um, John, is he married?
2: Is who married?
3: That young county agent.
2: I didn't ask him.
3: Why not?
2: Because I'm already married. (laughs) (laughs) Father, why should I ask him a thing like that?
3: Well, he seemed like such a nice young man, and... Janice hasn't met anybody since we moved here, and Mother, I... are you starting that again? Well, but, Janice, yes. I... Will you please stop worrying about me? I'm not worried, Janice. But in the city, you had so many friends, and out here, it... Well, there just doesn't seem to be any eligible young men. Mother, how can you say that? What about Eb?
0: Passive vitamins. Passive
6: vitamins. <laughs>
2: Martha, I wish you'd leave Janice alone. The way you talk, you'd think she was another gravel girty.:
3: Now, look, the next time the young man drops around to see you, what harm would there be in bringing him up to the house?
2: Martha, I doubt very much whether I will see him again.
3: You weren't rude to him, were you?
2: I'm never rude. I talk to him the way I talk to my own family.
6: John, you didn't! <laughs>
3: well, I guess he won't be back anymore. John Granby, if my father had shown as little interest in his daughter's future as you showing yours, why, why, you and I might never have met.
2: Yeah, a meddlesome old
3: John. Just... <laughs> you sound as if you regret marrying oh, me. Oh, I
2: do. I mean, I do. <laughs> Martha, I don't regret it at all.
3: And say so you're sorry. Oh, Martha. Say it. Oh,
2: all right. I'm sorry about marrying me. I mean, I, I regret I'm sorry I married you.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Trying to slip out.
3: John. No, no,
2: no, Martha, don't be angry. Give me a kiss and show me you're not.
6: In front of Abe?
2: Why not? He's old enough to be your father. <laughs> that meddlesome mold.
6: John
2: well, have a smoke. Are you coming, Ab? In a minute.
3: Janice, sometimes I can't understand your father.
2: Well,
4: <sighs>
3: sit still, Mom.
4: i clear off the table. Let me get my apron.
5: Miss Granby, I wouldn't worry about a pretty young girl like Miss Janice.
3: Oh, I'm not really worried about her, Ed. It's, it's just that I'm sorry she didn't have a chance to miss that young man. Oh,
0: he'll be back. Mr. Granby will have to send for him one of these days.
3: No, <laughs> not unless something happens to change his mind. And getting John to change his mind is like pulling teeth.
2: Miss Granby? Hmm? Shake hands with painless Parker. Ed. Ed, come here, quick. What's wrong, Mr. Grammy? Look at this roll of corn. Something's been chewing big holes in the leaves. Some kind of insect. Must have happened last night. Hmm. Look serious. Uh, Maybe it was a potato bug. A potato bug? Why would a potato bug go after corn? For the corn silk. It makes good dental floss. <laughs> hey, this is serious. Whatever it is could ruin the whole crop. What can I do? How can I get rid of them? I don't know. We better get the county agent. That agricultural Einstein. I wouldn't ask him for help if he were the last one. Yep. Man- you, know, Mr. Granby. I worked on a farm once when a thing like this got started. Oh, where was it? Did you ever hear of the Dust Bowl?
0: <laughs> dust
2: Bowl? Oh, my goodness. Head? Do you think Stafford could do something about this? He's the only one who can. Then I guess I have no choice. I'll send for him. I'll tell him Now, that hold I on to... a second, Mr. Grammy. If you want his help, you should go see him. And if I was you, I wouldn't be so
0: belligerent. What do you mean? Well, you know the old saying, you can catch more flies with honey than you can with vinegar.
2: Don't tell me. Tell Joe Stalin. <laughs> We'll return to Granby's Green Acres after this brief reminder. There are a lot of laughs around these Monday nights when Joan Davis comes to CBS to play her role of a madcap, dizzy department store clerk. Yes, Joan Davis is back on CBS with her comedy show, Leave it to Joan. So go shopping with her later tonight on most of these same CBS stations, won't you? Now part two of Granby's Green Acres. Call the agent's office, Henry Stafford. Washington. Put him on. Hello, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Quick, Stafford, get your hat and coat. We've
2: got to go. This is an emergency. Hey, just a moment. Here, mm-hmm. Randy. Sorry, sir. Now, what were you saying, sir? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Stafford, will you hang up? Stop bothering me, you fool. Oh, uh, not you, sir. No, no, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. Give me that Oh. Mr. Granby, I was talking to my boss in Washington, and you cut us off. If I know him, he'll blow his top. He'll see red. Well, what about it? In Washington, everybody's seeing red these days. (laughs) Now, look, we're wasting time. Mr. Granby, what is the matter? I've got Japanese horn-tailed beetles. What? Look at this leaf from my corn. Look at the way it's been chewed. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that it was a Japanese horn-tailed beetle. Now, don't tell me. I looked it up in the encyclopedia. Uh, Now, look, Mr. Granby, you couldn't possibly have Japanese horn-tailed beetles in your corn. If anything, it might be a European corn borer. Are you trying to make a global war out of this? No, but this is ridiculous. Well, you yourself said that something was retarding the growth of my corn. Well, this is what's doing it. beetles. It's just a lack of sulfate of ammonia. Believe me, it has nothing to do with beetles. Now, if you want my advice... I didn't come to you for advice. I just want you to tell me what to do. (laughs) If I didn't like this job, I might be tempted to. (laughs) What? I mean, uh, uh, what do you want me to tell you to do? I want you to tell me how to get rid of the beetles. What kind of insecticide should I use on the cause? Look, you have no... Wait a second... I know what might help you. Use some NH42SO4. NH42SO4? Will that do the trick? That'll do it. Well, where can I get some? I'm pretty sure Mr. Kimball has some in his feed store. Use about a 100 pounds to an acre. Scatter it around the root. I'll get some right away. Yes, you do that. And if I have time, I'll run out and take a look at the corn. It might be well worth your while. Maybe you'll learn something from me. You know, Mr. Stafford, you may think my head is filled with sawdust, but I'm going to prove to you that there's nothing in it. <laughs>
0: Kimball? Miss Kimball? Yep, but there's the name all right, Kimball. Good old American name. Got it from my father.
2: Yeah. Uh, look, I want to buy yes, a... Yes, sir, lemon.
0: my father was quite a man. His name was Kimball, too.
2: I gathered as much. Now, I want to buy... You know,
0: lemon. he was one of the first settlers here in Doveville. He was born in that little red brick house tuss- in the town there. Of course, that house ain't there anymore. They tore it down a couple of years ago to make room for a vacant lot. <laughs>
2: Please, Mr. Kimball, I'd like some NH4-2SO4. What fur? I've got Japanese horn-tailed beetles.
0: <gasps> you have? Yes. Uh, Would you mind standing at the tether end of the counter?
2: <laughs> I don't have them personally.
0: They're all over my corn crop. That's why I want to hey, get... Hey, now, that there is too bad. You know, we had a spell of beetles down here in 1908. Took a long time to get rid of them.
2: Oh, how did you do it?
0: I sprayed them with that there, DDT. In
2: nineteen eight, DDT wasn't invented until 1942.
0: That's when we got rid of them.
6: <laughs> you know,
0: maybe I ought to use DDT.
2: Oh, DDT ain't good for beetles. It isn't? No, it kills them.
6: That's what I wanted
2: to do. Oh. But on second thought, maybe I'd better
0: get that stuff Stafford
2: recommended. NH42SO4. I'll need about 35 sacks of it. What for?
0: To kill the Japanese beetles. Oh, see, we had quite a spell of them in 19... You
2: told me about that.
0: Oh. Did I tell you about the DDT? Yes. Well, how about the vacant lot? You told me about that. <laughs>
6: oh.
0: Well, what else is new? <laughs> Please, Mr.
2: Kimball, is there any way you can deliver those sacks to my farm today?
0: Well, there's a trucking line that comes through here every afternoon. Yes. They got a polite, courteous, reliable driver. Maybe he'll deliver it for you. Oh, do you think he will? Oh, sure. He, he'll do anything for me. I know him real well. They eat dinner with him once in a while. Tells me all his troubles, and I give him my advice. I've been like a father to him. Oh, that's nice. Who is he? My son. <laughs> oh, oh, mother! mother What's that, I've got soap in
2: my eyes, can't see. Well,
3: tear a paper towel off the roller. Oh,
2: okay. Okay. What's the matter? You
3: tore a piece off the window, shade. <laughs> I couldn't see with the soap in my eyes. Well, you shouldn't be washing in
2: the kitchen. Well, I wanted to get this insecticide off Well, hurry.
3: I... The lamb chops are on the table.
2: Oh. Oh, are we having lamb, lamb chops for dinner? Uh-huh. <laughs> Janice
3: picked up six in town today. Now, come into the dining room as soon as you're finished.
2: Oh, boy. Lamb chops. Hmm. <laughs> well, yep, come in. Hello, Mr. Granby. Oh, It's you. I saw you through the kitchen window. (laughs) Uh, What are you laughing at? Do you always dry your face with a window shade? (laughs) Young man, if I were you, I'd watch myself. I might be on your draft board.
6: (laughs) I was just... Now, now,
2: look here, Fitch. Fitch? The name is Stafford. I know, but you're beginning to get in my hair. (laughs) Well, I just dropped out to see how you were getting along. Just fine, thank you. What was that? Thunder? Yes. Looks like we're in for a little rain. Rain? Oh, my goodness. That'll wash away all the NH4-2SO4. Don't worry about that, Mr. Grandy. It'll be... John, Mm -hmm. we're
3: waiting for you to... Oh.
2: How do you do? Hello.
3: Well, John, aren't you going to... Oh.
2: Oh, oh. Uh, Mr. Grandy, Mr. Mr. Stafford, Mr. Stafford, Mr. Grandy. Well, don't let us keep you, my boy.
3: Uh, Mr. Stafford, we were just about to have dinner. We'd be delighted to have you join us. Martha, we only have six lamb
2: chops. That's all right, Mr. Granby. I never eat more than three. <laughs> well,
3: we'll have enough. My daughter never eats more than two, and I never eat more than one, and Mr. Granby never eats lamb chops. What? What? <laughs> To the dining room, Mr. Stafford.
2: What does she mean? I never eat lamb chops. I've eaten them all my life. Sometimes I've eaten lamb chops twice a day. John!
0: Bang! <laughs> <laughs> How are
3: you? Oh, hello. Uh, Janice, this is Mr. Stafford. Mr. Stafford, this is my daughter. How do you do?
2: How do you do? <laughs> Lieutenant, I've right.
3: Janice, Mr. Savage's going to stay for dinner But, Mom, we only have six ones That's all right, Janice Your father's having eggs for dinner
2: Aren't you, dear? What? Oh, oh, certainly, yes, I'm having eggs Eggs (laughs) I just love eggs (laughs) What kind of a meal is that for a man who's been working hard all day? After all, John, I will that. you
3: stop that muttering? But
2: Mrs. Granby, I really feel that I'm imposing. I just dropped dinner. No, it's hello.
3: absolutely no imposition having you here for dinner. Uh, that is, unless your wife is expecting you. Uh,
2: yes, yes, you don't want to keep your wife waiting, Hank. Oh, I'm not married. Well, where goes my last chance at those lamb chops. <laughs> Mother,
3: uh,
4: let's sit down. Uh, Mr. Stafford must be famished.
2: Yeah, he must be famished. I'm not hungry. I've just been treating the corn since six o'clock this morning. I have no appetite at all.
3: Uh, oh Janice, will you start passing things? All right, Mom. <sighs> Mr. Stafford, um, have you lived around here in Doveville very long?
0: No, just since I was
2: assigned to this area.
3: Oh, that's nice. Where do you come from? Well, I... I have a baked potato, Mr. Stafford.
2: Well, the name's Hank. Hey, these look wonderful. I love baked potatoes.
3: Oh, then take two. There's plenty. (laughs) Mr. Granby never eats them. (laughs) Do you, John? Oh, no. (laughs) All of a sudden, I'm
2: on a diet. (laughs) I never eat potatoes. I hate potatoes. I hate them worse than lamb chops.
3: I, um, I guess your work keeps you busy, Mr. Safford.
2: I'm not too busy. I manage to sneak off now and then and go fishing.
3: Fishing? Oh, you must take Janice sometime. She adores fishing.
2: Adores fishing. She can't even open a can of sardines. <laughs> wish you could. I could use them right now. <laughs> well, Janice, well, any time you'd like to go, let me know. I'll be glad to take you.
4: Uh, I'm afraid Mother's a little confused.
2: A little confused?
4: I've never done very much fishing. Oh, but Janice, you've always Mother? Said... Uh, Hank, won't you have some asparagus?
2: Thanks, I will. That figured?
4: <laughs>
2: I love asparagus. That figured
3: too. <laughs> well, then take two helpings. There's plenty. John never touches it.
2: How can I? I never get near it.
6: <laughs>
4: Hank, uh, how about some sliced tomatoes?
2: Thanks, I love tomatoes.
3: <laughs> Take all you want, They're plenty. John never touches them. <laughs> Lettuce, too, Hank.
2: If you have enough.
3: Oh, certainly. What about some radishes?
2: No thanks, I don't like radishes.
6: Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, John, that rain. I haven't been able to get out of this house to look at the corn for three days.
3: Well, the rain isn't going to hurt it. I
2: know, but I want to see if that nh to so 4 did any good. I don't know if I got rid of the beetles not.
3: John, relax.
2: Oh, Martha, why do we have to sit here in the kitchen?
3: Because Janice is entertaining Henry in the living
0: room.
2: <laughs> Listen to that hyena.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he has been here
2: every night, sitting in the parlor with Janice.
3: John, I'm surprised at you. When we first started going together, we used to sit in the parlor.
0: Remember?
2: Martha, maybe we'd better go in and keep an eye on them.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Don't forget when we lived in the city, Janice entertained boys.
2: Well, things are different now. She's a farmer's daughter. <laughs> Mothers or anything in the icebox? I'm hungry.
3: Hungry? But we just got up from the dinner table.
2: Stafford was here for dinner, remember?
3: <laughs> John. Hmm? I think the rain stopped.
2: Oh, so it has. I'm going down to take a look at the corn.
3: Dad, where are you going? Uh, down to the
2: cornfield. I'll go with you, Mr. Granby. What'll I put on my coat? Uh, there. That's funny. I can hardly button this coat. You know, since I've been eating dinners here, I must have gained about five pounds. Eight. How do you know? Because that's exactly what I've lost. (laughs) It worked! It worked! Just look at that corn. There isn't a mark on any one of the leaves. I got rid of those beetles. Yes, the corn looks pretty good, Mr. Grandpa. Oh,
3: John, it seems to me that this corn has grown four or five inches in the last few days. It
2: has, it has. Well, Stafford, I guess I was right. Those beetles were retarding the growth. You and your sulfate of ammonia. It's a lucky thing I didn't let you talk me out of treating them. That nh 42 so 4 is wonderful.
4: nh 42 so 4 oh. I know that formula. We had it in high school chemistry.
2: Oh, you did? What is it?
4: Sulfate of ammonia.
2: <laughs> sulfate of ammonia?
0: Stafford, you...
2: You tricked me. Uh, Mr. Granby, I knew that's all your corn needed, and that's the only way I could get you to use it. You mean uh, I didn't have beetles? Of course not. But I was so... St- Wait a minute. If I didn't have beetles, then what was it that was chewing on those leaves?
0: Oh, excuse me, folks.
2: Uh, Eb, what are you doing out here in the cornfield? I lost something. What? My teeth. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Eb,
2: you mean you've been chewing on these leaves?
4: Hank, this is something you can write to Washington about. What? A beetle with
3: lower plate wobble. <laughs>
2: We'll be back with the Granbies of Granby's Green Acres in a moment. But first, CBS wishes to remind you that one of Radio's most hilarious and fascinating shows is now to be heard on most of these same stations every Tuesday night. It's Candid Microphone, the show that catches people off guard by listening in on concealed microphones. Candid Microphone is completely unrehearsed, quite uninhibited. Be listening for the latest Candid Microphone Adventures this Tuesday on CBS. Now, back to Granby's Green Acres.
3: Dad, this corn is delicious. Oh, it certainly is, Mm John.
2: Best corn I've ever tasted. Isn't it good, Ed? Mr. Granby, I just can't eat it. Why not? I still haven't found my teeth. (laughs) Well, gum your way through it. You you Japanese horn-tailed beagle! You have just heard Granby's Green Acres, starring Gail Gordon with B. Benadaret, Louise Erickson, Parley Bear, Horace Murphy, and Rye Billsbury. Tune in next week when Mr. Granby lays an egg. Granby's Green Acres was written by Jay Summers, Jack Harvey, and Dave Swift, and was directed by Jay Summers. Music was composed and conducted by Opie Case. Johnny Jacobs speaking. Stay tuned for Leave it to Drone, which follows immediately on most of the same CBS stations. This is CBS, where you hear Arthur Godfrey every day,
5: the Columbia Broadcasting System.
1: Those were the third and fourth episodes of a total of six created of Granby's Green Acres. I hope you're enjoying our marathon, celebrating this short lived but hilarious classic comedy radio sitcom. I also hope you'll visit us at anchor.fm slash old radio comedy podcast and leave us a comment or message or make a suggestion for a show you'd like to hear on a future episode. You can also tap the link in the show's description page on your podcast app. Tune in on Wednesday for the third and final part of our Granby's Green Acres Marathon when we bring you the fifth and final episodes right here on the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening.